This episode of the PriestCast is brought to you in part by Adam Tickets. If you're headed to the movies this weekend, be sure to use Adam Tickets to purchase your concessions, invite your friends, choose your seats, and of course, be sure to use the promo code PRIESHUS, P-R-E-E-S-H-U-S, to save $5 off your total. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for episode 49, and Lord knows we are feeling fine because we've got something on our minds. It's the Priest Pan. Yes, sir. Back from our last episode, which was super, super fun, good time. I want to send a thank you out to uh, Mr. Uh, David Broom, uh, creator of Ultimate Beastmaster. That was a great interview. Yes, yes, that was an incredible interview. Uh, of course, Dave Broom, 88, on Twitter. He uh, he got at us, let us know we wanted to be on the program. Um, go back, listen to it. Episode 47. It's just like heaven. It's the Preachcast, ladies and gentlemen. Or no, it's episode 48. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want to save that date. There you go. Good save. You're so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Today... It's episode 49. As I said, we're feeling fine because we are talking all about how it is International Women's Day. That's right. We're going to be talking a little bit about some films uh, and some various character actors, actresses. Uh, I think they prefer to be the general term nowadays is actor, right? I think it's a general term these days. Just it, actor. it is. It, 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 you do hear actor a lot. And I'm like, oh, that's, in, that's interesting. But, you know, actor, actress, whichever. We're going to be talking a lot about them, these folks that have really contributed uh, in the entertainment industry. But first, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. That's right, because you're a long-time lover and a first-time listener. It's time for Just Preach Play. That's right. We want you to go booter your pooters. Head on over to trailers.apple.com. From there, click on most popular. And this time, ladies and gentlemen, it is a little film called Geostar. Yes, it is, sir. And you know what? It's in keeping with the tradition, I don't know anything about this film whatsoever. I don't have a clue about what's going on with this one. Um, it's so new, in fact, that you actually couldn't get it on the trailer's app earlier in the pre-show meeting. Couldn't yeah. even, it wasn't even updated there. No, sir. It was only showing up on the featured, um, on the featured side of it. So, uh, you need to take care of that Apple. I don't know what you're, what you're doing, but, uh, so if you're, I don't know what fantasy world you're listening to us and also like, you know, pulling up the trailer on your iPhone, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're going to need to go to the website <laughs> and I hope you're not driving, <laughs> but uh, trailers.apple.com right there. Um, top of uh, most popular. That's right. It's Geostorm. Uh, my prediction for this one is that it's going to be a flick about some sort of, of quarry disaster type things where rocks begin to literally fall from the sky. I'm gonna go with a polygon storm, yeah. Like polygon is that what it's actually called? No. No. Remember polygons like a like a closed figure in math? Like you have um quadrilaterals and stuff like that. It's a horrible joke. 
what the hell did you just start talking to me about? Do you don't remember that from like mathematics? School? Yeah, arithmetic. I'm trying to bring a little bit of you know education to uh, the preachcast. Sorry. My God. All right, that's it. I'm saving. I'm saving you from this. You ready? So, so ka Noah, <laughs> right? Because so ka Toa now. Nope. Sine, tangent, cosine. Nah, that's that's that crazy math. Those are other things. That's geometry. Yeah, dude, you're nuts. You ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Because in three, two, one, we're going to just preach play. In the future. <laughs> A lot of space movies. The technology that controls the weather. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, wow. Controls the world. I see skies of Yeah, this looks awesome. <laughs> Ed Harris, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so that CGI looks a little questionable right there. Looks looks pretty bad. <laughs> Those clocks look like they were like straight out like Resident Evil Two or something. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> but uh, overall, okay, this movie comes out on October twentieth. Um, I I do like love like an end of the world type movie. I think those are super fun. The usually special effects are just really good and they're a good time. And I love like weather disasters and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. This looks this looks great. And it has, like, that space touch to it where they control the weather from space. Like, it's got everything. What else do you want from this movie? <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about yourself? I think you're so stoked on it mainly because of that creepy music. And trailers have been doing this a lot lately where you yeah. take an old song and you just remix it but make it, like, really slow and creepy and kind of just, like, one lady singing. Like, way to go, ladies. National Women's Day. International. I do I do like that I do like that song, but that movie but that movie looks good. Uh, in fact it looks a lot better than some of the movies that are coming out this weekend on Coming Attractions. Uh, coming Attractions is our weekly kind of box office um I guess recap of the movies that are coming out in theaters this week. I talk about some of the ones that are coming out and kind of just give you like an overall impression of uh I don't know, I guess what I think about them. So we only have a few um coming out this week that I want to highlight. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and we'll start off with Kong Skull Island. Uh, a team of explorers and soldiers travel to an uncharted island in the Pacific, unaware that they are crossing into the domain of monsters, including the mythic Kong. Um, I hear that this movie is not the best.
us, but the special effects are supposed to be really cool. Um, we had that remake of Godzilla a few years back, which I saw, and that was kind of, uh, you know, kind of just lackluster in my opinion. Um, but I know I want to see I want to see Kong. I don't know if it's going to be anything special, but I am interested. How about yourself? I like it. Uh, as you mentioned, it's that Godzilla. Uh, movie that came out. It's all part of the same universe now, so they're trying to build up to Godzilla versus King Kong in 2019. There's going to be a new Godzilla movie, a sequel to the two-year-ago one. Um, it's coming out next year. Kong, you know, Loki's in it. I dig Loki. Uh, Sam Jackson. Uh, I don't think I need to go out and see it, though. It, it, it looks good, but I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of King Kong. I think King Kong is an interesting character. He was fun back in the day with all the claymation. It's in Kong versus Godzilla. Like that might be a fun. That might be a fun movie. That's and gonna it, be a fun ride. And this is kind of like a throwback to like all those monster movies, like you know, back in the day. So this might kind of expose a whole different generation of people to that genre of film, so to speak, and you know, maybe kind of reinvigorate it. Personally, for me, it's all kind of just leading. It's, it's all like a I don't know to get me ready for Pacific Rim too, because that's the monster <laughs> movie that I want to see, sir. You're a big fan. I love it. I love Pacific Air, man. Stupid fun. Always looks really good. Um, I can't be more excited for that. Except maybe for Geostorm. <laughs> uh, that is the only, believe it or not, that's the only wide release movie coming out this week. Nobody is brave enough to stand up to the monster that is Kong in the box office. But if you're heading out to go see Kong or any other movie this weekend, be sure to get your tickets using Adam Tickets. It's a great app that lets you purchase your tickets, your concessions. You can invite your friends, choose your seats, all from the comfort of your smartphone or tablet. But it gets better. You can actually use our promo code PREESH, us, P-R-E-E-S-H-U-S, and you will save $5 off <laughs> your total. And, uh, Mr. Trav, you can actually use that code yourself. Get yourself some cough drops there. Clear up that little sore throat you got going on. Oh, did you uh, hear but, it? Uh, you heard it at the beginning of the show. And, again, just now, use uh, get your tickets, Adam tickets, PREESH, us, P-R-E-E-S-H-U-S. Save yourself $5 and enjoy your movie. And tell us what movie you saw over on at PreachCast on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. That was incredible business you just pulled there. Uh, you know, I only try to, to you know, entertain, sir. Uh, much like we're going to be doing in this game show. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's America's new most entertaining game show, Travial Pursuit. And this time we're going to see if we can trick the Trav as our friend Glenn asks me some questions from AMC Super Movie Quiz. That's the game you gotta Google because the URL is cray. There it is, sir. I actually have the uh, the quiz pulled up in front of me. I am ready and raring to go. But before we go ahead and get started, why don't you hit me with a little bit of those sweet digits? <coughs> sweet Thank stats, you say? Yes, yes, but sir. If you can hang on long <laughs> enough, if you can survive. I hang by a thread. <coughs> Dude. The Coca-Cola went down the wrong pipe this time. Oh, hey now. They don't sponsor us yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did just give them a little bit of a free Generic plug. soft drink beverage. <laughs> this generic cola product that I picked up from local grocery emporium. Yeah, thank you. I like how you did not specify a name. Good. <laughs> That's right. Currently, you sit at a score of 10 and I sit <laughs> at a score of 18. You have gone Ooh. four times and I have gone three times. So this will be my fourth. Ugh. Great. 
great. All right, you know what? I wish you, I wish you luck, sir. You know what? Because it's a game. At the end of the day, we all just want to have fun, so that's that's fine. <laughs> that is perfectly fine. All right, man. You're being um, an incredible sport. Something you're not used to. No, no, not at all. No, not not. No, oh, you're oh. Usually uh, trash talking. Yeah, mo- most of the time. That's how I get by in life. That's what I wake Got up a lot for. Of smack to throw around. Yeah. All right, so are you ready? 20, yeah. 20 questions this month. And remember, we're using our new fancy updated rules. So basically, if you do not get any questions wrong, you can continue to go and build upon that score. Glenn's so, gimme go again. That's cool, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. All right, sir. So in three, two, one, here we go. Which of the following four individuals has not won an Oscar? Robert Duvall, Eminem, Cuba Gooding Jr., or Mickey Rourke? Uh, I think Mickey Rourke. You're going with Mickey Rourke. Uh, and I'm, you are correct, sir. Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah, that's right. Eminem won the Oscar for, like, best soundtrack or something. Uh, he did, a mile. Ridiculous. <laughs> what, what was the name of the lesser <laughs> sequel to the best picture winning film, Terms of Endearment? The Evening Star, In the Bedroom, North, or The Room? In the Bedroom? You're going with In the Bedroom. You are incorrect. It was The Evening Star. Who was the 18th century author of the British novel The History of Tom Jones, a foundling, the basis for the best picture winning British comedy Tom Jones in 1963? Was it Daniel Defoe, Henry Fielding, Samuel Richardson, or Jonathan Swift? Good God. Jonathan Swift? You're going with it. Jonathan Swift. And you are incorrect. It is Henry Fielding. Everybody knows that. What was the name of the Oscar-winning Best Original Song in the the Best Picture-winning Going My Way in 1944? Was it The Day After Forever, Going My Way, Hail Alma Mater, or Swinging on a Star? Swinging on a star? And you're going with swinging on a star, that old ditty, and you are correct. That is two you've got so far. During which span of years were there no Academy, Academy Awards ceremony hosts? Uh, 1939 to 1942, 1948 to 1949, 1969 to 1971, or 1989 to 1990? Hey. You're going with the second option. 48 yep. to 49. And you, sir, are incorrect. It is 69 to 71. Ugh. Which of the following Oscar performers has won each time she was nominated for Best Actress? Was it Sally Field, Vivian Lee, Louis Rayner, or all of the above? All of the above? You're going with all of the above. That's what you would do if you, it was a real test, and it pays off. You are correct, sir. That's very impressive for those for those ladies. Uh, which homosexuality-themed film was directly inspired by Tom Hanks' 1994 acceptance speech for his Best Actor, Actor Oscar win for Philadelphia in 1993? Was it The Closet, Gods and Monsters, In-N-Out, or I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? Oh, In-N-Out? You're going with In-N-Out. And you are correct, sir. When in doubt, see it out. <laughs> there you go. You're going to have one time for one more question. Uh, who was the first Oscar-winning actress to win for a film directed by her... Sorry, I just had to hit the music there. Who was the first Oscar-winning actress to win for a film directed by her director-nominated husband? Diane Keaton, Frances McDormand, Gina R- Rollins, or Susan Sarandon? So it's an Oscar-winning actress um, who, who won, and her husband was the director. Um... <clears throat> Who are the women again? Diane Keaton, Frances McNor- McDormand, Gina Rollins, or Susan Sarandon? Frances McDormand. 
You're going with Francis McDormand. And you, sir, incorrect. It was Susan Sarandon. So I believe you finished with mm. four? Four. Cool. All right. That's pretty good. Woo. Not bad. <clears throat> that was a quiz this time. Yeah, it was a little more difficult than, than normal, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because I feel like usually I get the softballs. Is that right? Sometimes, man. Sometimes. <laughs> you know what? You know, like at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from your your depth of knowledge because you definitely do go on some tears, and you you are you know your stuff. But I'm just saying, sometimes you get some really really good ones. I'll tell you who else gets some really really good ones. That's women, sir. Women. We're talking all about women today, and how good they've been in the entertainment industry. Because yeah. as I said, it is uh, International Women's Appreciation Day. Women's Day, just regular day. It's a day to appreciate the ladies. There right? you go. So we figured we talk about in uh, some of the, I guess, some of the roles and some of the films or uh, TV shows that you know we happen to to be fans of, and the impact that they've made on us, and kind of uh, hopefully people in general. Kind of just a day to you know show some appreciation. Appreciate as we do. There we go. Theme of the show, <laughs> right? Um, so I figured. Um, you, do you have uh, do you have one that you want to lead off with off the bat? I've got a couple that I'd like to I'd like to bring up. Bring them up, sir. All right. You know what? I wanted to go ahead and start off with one that I thought maybe might not be, uh, you know, not everybody's favorite, um, and that's going to be the uh, I guess the reimagining of uh, Ghostbusters uh, that came out just last year. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, man. You know what? Um, I am a huge Ghostbusters fan. Um, you know, I saw the movies when well. I saw the movies later when I was a kid. Um, you know, the, fir- the first two. Uh, I used to watch the animated cartoon. I had a bunch of the toys. Were you in- big into Ghostbusters when you were growing up? Not as big as that. I loved Slimer. No. I had the okay. high C, you know, the Ecto Cooler. Uh, dude, you don't need to tell me. I might have a few cases of it downstairs <laughs> in my basement <laughs> right now. You can start giving that away or something. Um, but no, really, you weren't too big into it aside from the animated cartoon? I thought it was good. I enjoyed the movies, but, you know, I would just catch them on Comedy Central here and there. Um, and I watched the cartoon. I thought Slimer was awesome. It was a Saturday morning thing for me. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, Ghostbusters are the dudes. I want to grow up and be a Ghostbuster. Oh, man. I wanted I to grow up and be a VR trooper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Ghostbusters was huge for me. Like, that was, that was like, my thing. You know, I had, the, I had like, the suit. I had the proton pack. I had it all. I had it all, man. You had, you had the suit. I do. I did. I had the suit. Like I was living, I was living the dream. Um, so for me, when they announced there was going to be another Ghostbusters movie, I was, I mean, I was already excited. Like I thought that was, I thought that was awesome like, because sometimes you, you know, you, you really, you have like a franchise that you really, that you really love and there's a couple movies in it and sometimes it just, it just ends, you know, and you don't, you don't get any more and you just have to kind of revisit you know, what you have, which is fine. Um, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with like a good, like classic movie, but I am a sucker for a franchise. I love when it continues and there's more story. And I feel like anytime you get some, like more of something, you know, that you, that you love, like that's a, that's a good thing. Like, you know, in a way, um, I I know a lot of people didn't like that Indiana Jones, but at least they got like the whole (laughs) excitement of it. But I was, I was excited at the, you know, at the prospect of like Ghostbusters for like another, another generation. Um, so I, I was, I was pumped from the get go. Were you a little bit nervous when it first came out or were you more like, like, yes, this is going to be cool. I was definitely nervous because I wanted to see as much of the original cast as they could have in there, in there, you know, and they did, they peppered them around, but it was, it wasn't the same. 
And I, I had such a, a fondness for those original movies that, to me, like, having anyone else sort of in those roles is just like, uh, You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they captured a real lightning in a bottle with Ghostbusters, I think, in those first two films. Um, it, it's hard to say, because this movie was a lot of, like, kind of pratfall-type deals, you know? Like, it didn't, it didn't have the same sort of pop and... and pizzazz i guess that a bill murray led film has you know <laughs> well this movie you know it's 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 hard uh, it was hard for a lot of people to separate uh you know this movie from the first two because anytime that you take on like a big like a big franchise uh like ghostbusters um you know you have people who are very very much like you know in love with that and protected of protective of it so when it first came out that you know they weren't going to have um, you know, the, you know, like Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. And at the time he was alive, Harold Ramis, um, like, like the, like the three, like, um, big ghost musters, um, like when, when it was revealed that they really weren't going to, going to reprise their original roles, uh, people were kind of, you know, perturbed, uh, to say the least. Um, but I really kind of like how Pete, they, like, even though like the response wasn't like the best off the beginning, like that didn't really stop people from like that didn't stop them from they were making this movie like you know one way uh or another um and it's got to be like a pretty i don't know i'd say intimidating prospect to sign up to be on like the ghostbuster like in the ghostbusters movie knowing kind of like you know the resistance that you're going to be facing uh from people um but these you know these actresses you know melissa mccarthy krista uh kristen wig and kate mckinnon um they all kind of like jumped in and were willing to like give it a shot also like you know we could have more of like a story that we love and more importantly they're doing it and they're you know they're making it their own so they're taking these properties and like you know it, they had like a lot of the beats of ghostbusters you know they were still you know they were still busting ghosts they had the original <laughs> firehouse they had like you know uh ecto one in there um and they told you know a familiar story in a new way but they expose a whole new audience to you know that franchise uh and those two original ghostbusters movies like i'm with you like i i love that that is kind of like capturing like lightning in a bottle in a way but it's you know it's going to be hard to like you know that 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 those movies hold up for you and me but for like a younger audience like throwing that on i don't necessarily know if that humor is going to like play to them like the same way that it plays to you know that it plays to us i feel like for some people it will but this is going to capture i feel like i don't know like a i don't know maybe a little bit of a more youthful audience or at least a different audience it maybe would turn away from it otherwise but you're going to kind of cast a wider net and get more people involved in that genre so i think i think it's exciting because it reinvigorates like the the, the current fan base gets them excited to check something out and it also extends it to maybe a fan base that they didn't have before so i i think it was awesome that you know they took it upon themselves to be in that movie and the fact that it's like all women ghostbusters that really that really kind of brings like a whole unique feel to it uh, and that, like, they, they were all in, um, they were all in Bridesmaids, which was a, a hilarious movie. So I feel like I did that... love Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids was great. Um, you know, what, what you're saying does hold true. Uh, one of those women was, uh, Leslie Jones, who was one of the Ghostbusters. And yes. she came under a lot of heat from the entirety of the internet for being in the movie and doing all these sort of stereotypical bits i guess you want to say and then i guess like some stuff happened with like her internet and like passwords and body that kind of stuff so 
she came under a lot of like heat and everything. And I think she like quit Twitter at some point and everything. But to be, you know, a woman and sort of do this comedy stuff, it's always taken a lot of courage. And I think that, you know, throughout sort of entertainment, there have been a lot of strong female comedians. And a lot of them do come from that sort of SNL style background. Like you look back to a Gilda Radner and the Roseanne, Rosanna Dana type, you know, my mother always would go on and on about this woman and how she was like so funny and everything. And you had even your, your Candace Bergens is the Murphy Brown. And, uh, you, you would have the Julia Louis Dreyfus, an SNL alum. She was the voice of a women's generation. And even a little bit now with Veep, you know, um, Veep kills it. Veep is a hysterical show and I check it out every chance I get. Um, you know, that's where we got to see the lady president, you know, which was awesome. We like I uh, I've heard from several people that that show is really good. Uh, is it? Re- I mean, it's it's real. It's really funny. It's pretty funny. I enjoy it. It's a lot like The Office in its shooting style, except okay. that there's no like actual like talking to the camera type deal. But it's funny. She's good in it. You know, Julia Louis Dreyfus is always pretty funny. You know, she's not Elaine, but you know, Elaine Elaine is lightning again. You know, like you you only get like so many Elaines. Um, but things like that, that has sort of opened up the door for stronger sort of female characters. And all of movies have sort of, you know, taken that that path. Um, horror, like look at horror movies. They're a perfect example of sort of a path that women have sort of taken in film where it was sort of you began as this damsel in distress type character. Uh, and then entire series are built around the idea that this woman can overcome an incredible evil. Like look at Halloween. Look at uh, Texas Chainsaw. All of them women, strong characters uh, getting out of those things and surviving, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's interesting because, um, like, horror is probably one of the the genres where, um, you know, and there's definitely, you know, there's definitely horror movies where, like, the, the, the woman's role is, you know, much, much less of, like, a main factor uh, where, you know, they're just Well, you always there have that to, stereotypical, yeah, you know. You do. The um, dumb one who, my ankle. You know, I mean, yeah, you, you definitely have you movies have like that. the main lady who looks at her and is like, get up. <laughs> but then you have, you know, then you have whole, like you said, you have whole franchises built around, um, you know, people who survive, like um, Jamie Lee Curtis in, in the Halloween franchise or like Nancy um, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, like a big one for me is uh, Scream. Yeah, uh, with uh, with Nev Campbell, um, she plays uh, Sydney Prescott, and in those movies, you know, she's the you know she's the one who's kind of like not only surviving and fighting back against the killer, like she's the one kind of piecing together like the mystery to find out who it is. So not only is she like physically strong in that you know in that role, but she's also like putting like she's outsmarting like the police, like everybody. Um, to kind of like shed light on what's going on later on in the franchise, like in the third one, when she's kind of like escaped the city, she's out there. And um, not only is she continuing this battle later on in the movie, but she's serving as um, like a suicide prevention um, on a suicide prevention hotline. Um, so she's kind of like giving back, you know, through her experience, um, you know, which is something that is, you know, you hear about, um, you hear about the, that in the news quite, quite a lot now, and, you know, like the whole, with the whole, it gets better campaign and, um, and things like that. Uh, so like still, even though that movie came out in like 1999, it still definitely holds weight in today's uh, day and age. Um, and like, you know, it's easy to kind of glance over some of those, some of those movies. Um, but 
it's one of probably the only genres where like women are usually like the strongest characters uh, in the film and like the stars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one that I, you know, have always seen sort of women sort of cast aside and then a long growth. And again, someone who's actually doing a lot of real good work in the real world uh, for women's rights. That's a Mariska Hardigay. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Olivia Benson, Law and Order, SVU. That show has been going on nearly, what, 20 years at this point? And that, I'm, I'm watching the old episodes again with my lady. Mm-hmm. And seeing this woman's character arc develop over time and just knowing and sort of seeing that as time has gone on and she's become different on the show in real time in the real world, the actress Mariska Hardigay was going out and starting these foundations and really doing a lot of like sort of social justice work that that sort of has still resonated around a lot of communities. And she still does. And years ago, I remember she was going to actually leave the show, but there was such like an outcry for her character and so many people that have actually survived these sorts of things that have said like, Hey, you really, inspired me and you got me back out there and and made me feel like it's okay to talk about this kind of stuff that's very very powerful thing and it's a very very powerful program this law and order i don't know if people give it the like true time of day it necessarily deserves because it is entertaining but it's it's a powerful program and she's done some incredible incredible work and i don't think that she's actually recognized enough as a strong actress because i think you know you're on law and order it's a it's a tent pole. It's like it, if it doesn't need to go anywhere, it's not going to go anywhere. She doesn't necessarily have to do a good job. But I'll tell you, year in year out, this woman she delivers Emmy worthy performances, and I think she may or may not have won an Emmy once or twice because there were some seasons where she was there were some powerful episodes there. And that's I mean that series has been on for you know forever. So I mean that really only kind of speaks to her success. At this point, it's in that lady's hands, too. You know, she's been running the show. She's like, her and Ice-T are the only people left around. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Ice-T's still on that show? Oh, of course he is. He's turned it up. He's, yeah, he's been there for quite a while as well. What do you think about, um, uh, you know, since we're um, working our way over in the television, what's your thoughts on Orange is the New Black? I, I think it's a good show. You know, I, I've enjoyed it uh, from time to time. It I'm not necessarily like, oh, my God, this is the best show ever. I was definitely a bigger fan of Weeds. Um, But Orange is the New Black is is a fun program to get into. Uh, I mean, Orange is the New Black is um, I really, I really, really like that show. Uh, It's probably I feel like it's safe to say that that's Netflix's kind of like flagship show at this point. I don't know. It's maybe between that or like House uh, House of Cards. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, Orange is the New Black is one that I feel like once it starts, like everybody is talking about it all the time. But the cool thing about that show is that, you, you know, the cast um, is so and like I, I say the cast um, just because I feel like every like actress on that show is 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 great. Everybody does such a good job that the whole kind of tone of the of the series can kind of shift from season to season you know in the beginning of the show when you start to learn about the backstory on like how piper uh got arrested it's a little bit of like uh like a comedy you know like jason biggs is there uh for for a little bit and it's more like you know it's more jokey and even when she starts to be in prison it's a little you know it's a little funny um and then season two like things get a little bit more 
uh, a little bit more serious. Uh, and uh, now, uh, you know, as we get ready to enter the fifth season, like it's about to change um, from like almost like this, you know, like somewhat drama filled. Um, like it's starting to turn from a comedy to a little bit of a more dark, uh, darker drama. And now more it could, of a drama. It could very much like this next season can very much just be like a hostage, like situational show like straight serious like you think they do it the whole time whole season um i well i mean it's certainly possible because they end the you know i don't know if this spoilers or not for anybody out there but you know they end the fourth season with a prison riot and they're like you know they're taking they're take they're about to start to take hostages so i don't think that's something you can wrap up in one season there's definitely going to be repercussions of it but all of it seems very, you know, very real and very believable. And to be able to turn on, you know, a dime like that from, you know, telling jokes to, you know, being as pretty much as serious as you can be and have it be believable, like that takes a lot of talent. And this is also a show that is always on like the front page of like every magazine. Um, you know, everyone's talking about it. So, I mean, it's, it's super successful. It's the whole reason I feel like a lot of people like keep Netflix. There's people I've talked to like, this is why I have Netflix. So I can watch this and I can watch, you know, their, (laughs) their original programming. Uh, and everybody on that show, I feel like is episode in and episode out does a great job. Um, no matter like what type of like, you know, person you are, I feel like you can find somebody on that show who you identify with and who you root for. Um, and each episode is kind of, um, they're, they're starting to get away from it now, but, um, beginning of the last season and the one before that, they would kind of tell like the story of each person. So you can see like what brought them into the prison. Uh, and they all kind of went through something. Um, usually like, like it just shows you that like not everybody is there because they're like, you know, bad. Everyone's kind of got like their own story to tell. Um, so, I mean, I feel like everyone's a victim of circumstance a little and, bit, you know, that's so def- you can still root for them. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I mean, uh, like, you know, uh, it's, I guess it's always like, you know, important to keep that in mind, you know, never judge a book by its cover. Um, so this show, in addition to giving you good entertainment reminds you that, you know, not, you know, it's not, not everything is always as it seems. Um, I, I, I love the show. It's it's really, really good. I root for Captain Janeway Captain, on that show. Captain Janeway, yeah. 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 I see her and I'm always just like, Captain Janeway. Make it so. <laughs> well, she's gonna be uh she's gonna be uh have Beat her hands me full. Up. She's gonna she's have her red hands full this on one. Orange is the New Black, obvi. If you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's great. She's great in the show. She's probably Check her out on Voyager. She's one of my get the chance. It's also on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, you start Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, yeah. I never, I, I never watched. I never watched it. Yeah, that was good. I like, I liked her. I thought she was a good captain. And on that documentary, the captain, she gives a very, very powerful interview talking about just the craft of acting and what she's had to give up to be on the stage and things that she's had to pass up in her relationships and her life. It's very intense. Her part in it. That makes, Very good. That makes me want to watch it because she's um she's one of the like best characters on that show, and it's funny because in the begin like you see her character Red go through so many different uh, like you arcs. Do. You know, Red like, is very compelling, and Red looks and acts a lot like my grandmother always did. <laughs> That's, they have the same haircut. They have the same basic shape. You know, facially, they're very much the same. That's both great. Like that's both awesome and terrifying at the same time. It is a little bit. It is. <laughs> I, I, I wish she was still around. I'd be like, Graham, you want to be Captain Janeway for Halloween with me? She'd be like, sure. 
I'll, I'll go out as as whoever the number two was. I'll be seven of nine this time. <laughs> you can pull off seven of nine, I think. I think I can pull that off. Yeah, she worked it for sure. But I figured, uh, you know, we just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the women in different films and movies that we really uh, appreciated uh, and thought bring a little bit more to the table. And uh, just wanted to highlight their performances and talk about like what makes them important to us, I guess. Just a few in our lives, you know. Uh, it, it, the, the night could go on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen. But we want to have a discussion with you. We want you to talk to us at PreachCast on Twitter. We really want to get a good discussion going about the ladies. Tell us your favorite movies uh, with women. Music. Uh, what, what's something great a lady's done for you? Hand me some pros. Uh, Lord knows I love a Gail Simone. She does some great work over on the comic book end. We want to talk about that show, Glow. Obviously, there's some fantastic ladies wrestlers. Who doesn't remember Lita? Getting some stratisfaction. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, for me, my friend Glenn, all of us over here at the Preach Network, we want to remind you to always practice what you preach. <laughs>